Hallelujah. I'm wondering what I'm going to say now. Praise the Lord. Please be seated. Thank you, sir, for this privilege. I must, I must acknowledge that it's not a right. There's no law that said I must speak in every ministry breakthrough summit. So this high privilege, I don't take it for granted. Thank you, sir. Praise the Lord. Speaking to men of God about marriage, it's a very interesting thing. But I trust God that you will gain one or, one or two insights from the things we're going to share now. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this moment. We ask that you, you open our ears and our hearts to see what you have for us today in the name of Jesus. Let somebody be encouraged. Let somebody receive help. And let there be a turnaround in any marriage represented here in the name of Jesus. Hebrews chapter 3 verse 4. I'll be sharing briefly on maintaining through cultivating a healthy marriage in ministry. Maintaining through cultivating a healthy marriage in ministry. Hebrews chapter 3 verse 4. It says every house is builded by some man Okay, let me find it. Yes, uh, Hebrews 3. For every house is builded by some man, but he that built all things is God. Praise the Lord. So we see from that scripture that for anything to be built, it has to be built by some people. Underlining your, your hand that is building something must be the hand of God helping you. There must be a decision in your heart to not just have uh, a ceremonial marriage, but to have a healthy marriage, even as a minister. Some time ago, I think it was in Ministry Breakthrough Summit, that I said that ministry marriage is one marriage that cannot hide. It's obvious. It's open for all to see. And people have to, people look up to you. So the responsibility becomes um, more serious on you to, to find what works, to keep working at it, to make it work so that others will look up to you. Especially in this generation where we see the plague that was in the pew coming also to the pulpit. It becomes essential for us to take seriously the need to make our marriages healthy in the name of Jesus. So we have to build it. First of all, every, a healthy marriage starts with a healthy relationship with God. So the first thing I want to say is that make sure you have a healthy relationship with Jesus. Of course, from our Father's message, it's obvious to know that being being a minister does not replace being a child of God. Actually, the call to ministry should have started with the call to, with a, to a relationship with Jesus. So you must work at your relationship with Christ. It is possible for you to, 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 
to, for you to perfect the act of ministry, but you have not worked on your personal relationship with Christ. So you become a source of distraction to your husband and a source of concern to the ministry and probably to, your, to those who are, who are related to you. What do I mean by that? The same thing that God expects every other child of God to do, a time of prayer, a time of fasting, a time of studying on the word, to mold and to build a better relationship with God. Can I say something? Being a minister's what does not excuse you from the simple, deliberate work of, of fueling your relationship, your personal relationship with Christ. Our father used to say something, and I have also read it. Funnily enough, before I got married, I read a lot of books on ministry marriages. I didn't even know I was going to marry a pastor, but I was interested. And one of the marriages I read about was the marriage of John Wesley. And I saw how his wife dealt with him badly. So dealt with him that even when she changed, it was difficult for him to, she couldn't erode the yesterday. And permit me to say that that is a function of when a person suddenly thinks, oh, because I'm in this position, I shouldn't fuel my personal relationship with God. The devil can attack anybody. But you have to decide. But you're regularly attending to the altar, to your, to your personal work with God. That will help you maintain and build a strong marriage. Am I communicating? Jeremiah chapter 2 verse 13. The Bible says, My people have committed two sins. One, they have forsaken me, the spring of living water, and have dug their own cisterns, broken cisterns that cannot hold water. Praise the Lord. The stronger you are in your own work with God, the healthier your marriage will be. Number two, thing I want to say as we proceed is that ministry, and this time I'll be speaking to the wives, ministry is not, <laughs> when I say this thing, don't laugh. Ministry is not, a, is not your husband's second wife. Yes. Ministry is mission. And the mission must be attended to by the both parties. Matthew chapter 6 verse 33 says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God. The time you embrace ministry as being a mission God has given to your husband, you must receive it. So you stop putting yourself in a position where you are competing for attention with the church. Am I communicating? Yes. Many times, many pastors wife think the church has stolen their husband. Excuse me? The church didn't steal your husband. You were meant to carry the work together. So where did the stealing come from? Hello? Am I communicating? What you should rather ask God by the time you get, you get, you, you found out that you are marrying a man in ministry is for God to give you an enlarged heart. A heart that can accommodate all that is required of you. And then partner, join hands with your husband. To build the work. And not say, mm, it's, your, it's you God called. The last time I checked, when God called Abraham, Sarah followed. So once God calls the man, the man, the woman is automatically, automatically called by association. Whether you heard the call expressly, <laughs> the two have become one. Thank you, sir. Am I communicating? The Bible says in Ephesians 2 verse 10 that we were created in Christ. Jesus to, go, to do good works that he prepared beforehand. We are created in Christ 
Jesus to in Christ Jesus to do good work that he prepared before beforehand. Praise the Lord. One of these days we're all going to stand before God to give account of what we have done with what he has handed over before us. Far be it from us that it shall be said or you shall say. In fact, I don't even know. I tried, but they took everything. And God asked who took everything. Jesus left his father's stone and came to die on the cross for all of us. And that's why we're even here in the first place. May God help us in the name of Jesus. Number three is engaging selflessness. We live in a self-centered world. And to a great extent, self is destroying a lot of marriages. The Bible says in Philippians chapter 2 verse 3, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain consist, but in humility, consider others better than yourself. Immaturity and selfishness makes people to focus on their own desires, their own comfort, their own self-protection. That was part of the thing our father was speaking to us today. But maturity helps us or leads us to focus on the needs of others. And maturity is a key to selflessness. Selfless love manifests itself in graciousness. It focuses on the other person's thoughts, other person's feelings, other person's needs. You know, I don't envy my husband's shoes at all. Sometimes I wonder how he manages. The few times I've been privileged to preach for him twice, I know how I felt. Eh? I'm sure you don't know what, I, what I'm talking about. Some of you, you have not even preached that long. Now, then I wonder how he manages to preach First service, second service, third service, fourth service. You know the fourth service, foundation school. And I'm like, seriously, I'm almost dead after two. What did I do with four? And then you thought that was all. And then he's preaching Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And I'll be stupid to come and be telling him, please give me time. Time for what? You should even be concerned in how he's feeling. How his body is managing to put itself together. Away with selfishness. Rather be asking God to help you how to help this man to do this work better so that on that day you receive well done. Am I communicating? Many pastors' wives are selfish. You only think of how it's affecting you. What about the man? The main man? Oh yes, our own work is demanded to for, for, for Christ's sake. Remove your shoe and wear his shoe small. You know, you know something, okay, let me not talk about this one. I, I've talked enough. Am I communicating? Yes. In the same way, on the part of the husband, you can also understand what it takes for your wife to be, do what she needs to do for you to have the time to meet with God. So if each and every one of us, from time to time, don't wear your shoe, wear each other's shoe, we will, be more, we will, we will have more healthier marriages in ministry. Am I communicating? Next thing I want to say is forgiveness. We must apply forgiveness. The last time I checked, we didn't marry perfect people. Everyone, every husband that God has given, every wife that God has given us, will one day do things that doesn't make sense. But God expects us to forgive. The same way we are preaching to others, we should forgive. Sometimes it's difficult to forgive from here. From where we sit. 
Because you expect that your spouse already should have it all going, knows A, A to Z of what not to do and when not to do it. No. Remember that it was, you know who asked Jesus how many times we should forgive? The chief apostle. Peter. Not the ones down the line. That means there was something paining him somewhere in his shoe. If they used to wear a shoe that time. You know? It was the chief apostle, Peter. The one who Jesus said, upon this rock, I'll build my church. So applying forgiveness is very important. The Bible says in, in Ephesians 4, 31 to 32, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ, God forgave, forgave you. That scripture on Peter asking Jesus is in Matthew chapter 18, verse 32. And sometimes for us to be able to forgive, not sometimes, most times, for us to be able to forgive, we must take every thought into captivity. We must take thoughts. The devil will start speaking to you. Yeah, the devil speaks to everybody. He spoke to Jesus. Why won't he speak to you? He spoke to Jesus, but Jesus replied him and said, it is written. We have to take thoughts, things that let us know they're just taking me for granted and just need to prove to them that I'm somebody. Maybe because I've been too quiet, I just need to show them. Show, just, show, just show him once. And then what? What do you gain? Hello? I, why are you quiet on me? Am I looking for your trouble? Praise the Lord. And the next thing I want to say also, engage communication. You want to have a healthy marriage in ministry, engage communication. You must learn to talk to each other. You must learn to talk to and talk with each other. And communication, like our father mentioned earlier, is not one way. Anybody can demand time, time for talk. And it shouldn't be until there is a problem before we talk. We should talk, we should keep our breasts. I think I shared with us some time ago about a phone needing updates. And when you don't update the phone, the phone begins to show you signs and wonders, <laughs> malfunctions. Can I tell you something? When communication breaks down in a ministry marriage, the devil takes advantage of it. The last time I checked, the first marriage had problem because of breakdown in communication. How do you explain that Eve was talking to serpent and she didn't know it was serpent she was talking to? How do you explain what we believe Adam told her that God said she didn't hear it well and she just muttered up I don't know and they say we should not eat I don't even know what they say we should eat self well they say we shouldn't eat something and the devil saw that somehow there is a break, breakdown in communication and he supplied her what wasn't missing and the world has not recovered from it till now when you refuse to communicate because of the kind of shadow you have, as people, you know, you know, my husband, my husband's shadow is very, my husband's shadow is very interesting. Not my husband's shadow; he's the one that has a shadow. I'm just running after him, and I'm enjoying it. Sometimes, it's crazy. But my shadow is not, you know, when I even, when I want to say hmm, this kind of shadow, I remember my mother, my own mother's shadow. I wonder how she sleeps and wakes up. I receive grace. The worst that can happen to you is not to gain wisdom from those who have run ahead of you. Sometimes in a week, my husband only sleeps in the house, maybe once. Because he's traveling, coming, going, and he's just, I'm about to go tomorrow, 
And he doesn't want to tell you his, you know, I love my husband. I love him. He will not tell you his schedule, his one week schedule together. Because if he, of course, he's married to a human being. I say, I have a simple now, so it will be this week. You know? So, you know, sometimes when I say, ah, you should have told me you're going to here tomorrow, going to the camera tomorrow, I just laugh. I say, I understand. He doesn't want to scare me with his schedule. You know? But sometimes I'm like, seriously? What kind of schedule is this? It's a ministry schedule. That's the only explanation. It's a ministry schedule. Praise the Lord. So you, 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 you receive the grace. So even if it's one hour or, or ten minutes you have to talk, make good use of the ten minutes. Don't say I need two hours. Where will he borrow the two hours from? And you are talking about two hours Saturday before Sunday. Are you mad? Can you have two hours on Saturday? The only hours, the only person allowed to have more hours on Saturday is the Lord. Because Sunday is coming. I wanted to say maybe on Sunday. Sunday. Praise the Lord. So, okay, so how are you? Fine. Anything? Well, you, you learn to address what is uppermost in your mind. Pim, 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 pim. So, okay, I'll do something about it. Great. Good. All right. See you. Oh, I no, no, no. Don't worry. Everything fine. And I love my husband again. A pat on the back or a big hug. How are you? I'm fine. Even though my shoe is pinching me, I'm still fine because I know what is on his plate. It's bigger than what is on my small saucer. <laughs> am, am I communicating? Yes. So I'm going to share with you because the Holy Spirit asked me to and I told my husband and he, 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 he gave a go ahead. Some of the things that I learned in our 20, 20, almost 22 years of marriage that I wrote down some time ago and then the Holy Spirit asked me to share it. And when I told my husband, he said, okay, share it. But I won't share the whole. It's 21 things. It's more by today, Sha, but I'll give you just a few. Do you want to know? I'll give you the whole 21. Daddy, how many more minutes do I have? I should take five minutes more. Thank you, sir. Why are you people smiling like that? I should give you the whole, the smile is contagious. Okay, let me, let me share with you. I, I believe it will bless you. Number one, thing I've learned in our 21 years plus marriage is that marrying one who is God's perfect will is the best good you can do to yourself and destiny. For if you are here in ministry and you are still single, don't marry long nails and long hair and a bowl shoe and make a beautiful photograph. Any makeup artist can get you all that. Marrying God's will, perfect will, is the best good you can do yourself and destiny. If you miss it at the point of choice, you will struggle. Number two, be willing to discover who you married. Be willing to discover who you married. That's the second thing I learned. Be willing to discover who you married. I have 10 minutes, so this time is wrong. I have 10 minutes. Uh -huh. Be willing to discover who you married. Allow each day to be an opportunity for you to learn again who you got married to or who you're married to. Number three, Stay focused on the love you first felt for one another. Stay focused on the love that brought you people together. Stay focused. Don't lose sight of it. Don't wake up one morning and say, who oh, are thou? Like, you know, the Genesis people. 
it was God that asked Adam, where are thou? But obviously they had asked each other who are thou. Stay focused. Number four, don't let what you don't have today distract or derail you. Don't let what you don't have today distract or derail you. God's servant, my husband, has shared so much about our beginning days. But you know something? We didn't let what we didn't have. We didn't allow what we didn't have then distract us or derail us. Neither have, have we, as it made us today, what we have become like monument on our heads. And we, we have become so, so overwhelmed by the privileges of today. Number five, don't, is it five now? Five. Celebrate your little beginning. Whichever number you are, I don't know. Celebrate your little beginning and God will cause your future to be great. Job chapter 8 verse 7. The Bible says don't despise the days of small beginning. Number six, don't lose sight of the God that brought you to each other. Don't lose sight of the God that brought you to each other. Don't lose sight of the God that brought you to each other. Genesis 24, 27. Actually, the scriptures came today. You know, the Spirit helped me find some scriptures. The ones I didn't find yet, but I discovered that all those things were from scripture. Number seven. It's not things that make a marriage sweet. It's not things that make a marriage sweet. Luke 12, 15. It's not things. The life of a man does not consist the abundance of the things he owns or possesses. Oh, if I have this, a marriage will be sweet. If we have this, a marriage will be sweet. If we have this, a marriage will be sweet. No, it's not things that make a marriage sweet. It takes much more. Number, number eight. No matter what storms come, determine it won't sink your ship. Mark 4.37, no matter what storms come, determine it won't sink your ship. In Mark 4.37, the, the, the ship, that storm was harassing. Jesus was inside. You know what the Holy Ghost told me? That Jesus is inside the, your ship does not mean you, the storm will not come after you. Yes. So that you're in ministry doesn't mean you will not have storms in your own marriage. But you see, the water filled the boat. Jesus was still sleeping. I love Jesus. What about you? How can you sleep with water all around you? See, it takes a level of understanding, a level of faith, like our father shared with us this morning. To sleep, when storm, and then water. But you must determine, no matter what storm comes, it won't sink the ship. Number nine, when you or your spouse falls, love them back on their feet. When your spouse falls or when you fall, Love each other back on their feet. Ecclesiastes 4, 9, 10. Two are better than one. When one falls, ten, the other one will pull up the other one. If they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. Number 10. Accept one another as they are. Accept one another as they are. Remember, I'm telling you 21 things I've learned in 21 years plus. Accept one another. Romans 15, 7 said, accept one another, even as Christ. God in Christ has accepted you. Accept one another. You didn't marry your spouse to change him. You are not there to change him. You can actually, my husband has actually changed me without, making, without forcing me to change. I won't, talk, I won't talk about that today because now I'm very focused on what I'm trying to talk. Amen. When you accept each other the way they are, 
just by loving them, they will gradually gravitate to what you want them to be. I'll give you an example. I'm not a, for me, being friendly does not come to me easily as a person, you know, but being my husband's wife has helped me, you know, receive people, celebrate people, and I love it, and I'm enjoying it. What if he told me, no, you know that the pastor's wife, you must be in Kewan, Kewan, you know? And I said, like, seriously? Which school did I go to for them to teach me? You know, but we don't communicate like that, you know? We accept one another as we are, and, and gradually we have changed, and we are, we are still changing, and we are becoming better. Praise the Lord. Number next, always remember you married a person who needs help. Always remember you married a person who needs help. Genesis chapter 2 verse 18. The Lord God said it's not good for a man to be alone. I'll make him a helpmate. The person you married needs help. You didn't marry a perfect, never, doesn't need anybody's assistance person. Number 12. Never get tired of helping. Oh, I've been helping my husband since we married. I am tired of helping. Let him begin to help me now. No. Never get tired of helping. <laughs> Number 13. Being kind to each other is important. Being kind. Ephesians 4.32 tells us be kind one to another. Don't just be kind to outsiders. Then inside you are a bulldog. Be kind to one another. You can't rave at people outside. Don't rave at each other inside. Be kind. Speak kindly to one another. Number 14. Share everything. No matter how little or much. Our husband, we have shared a single suite. There's nothing we don't share. Share everything. If you can't give her 100 naira out of your 150 or 1,000, you will not give her 10,000 when you have 100,000. I don't know. No, it's not possible. Share everything. Oh, when I really have money, I will give my wife. You don't need that. She just needs you to be, to share with her what you have at your level. Number next, communicate. I've already said that before. Communicate and reaffirm your love always. You know what reaffirm is? Tell each other always that you love each other. Never get tired. I'm not sure there's a day and my husband does not tell each other I love you. And I don't think there's a day we Every day and several times a day. Tell each other. Praise the Lord. Number 16. Don't take each other for granted as you grow on in marriage. Don't take each other for granted. They say, I'm already married. What else can you do? What else? What else can you do? No. Don't take each other for granted. By the message of God, I am grateful to God that the ability to, be, to take each other for granted does not operate in our home. We celebrate today, we celebrate yesterday, we celebrate each other forever. Because we decided that we will not take each other for granted. Is he not my husband? After all, anytime I like, I will call him. No, why? Even God doesn't want you to take him for granted. Don't take each other for granted. Number 18. I don't know which number we are. 17. Make each other your priority after God. Make each other your priority after God. Make each other your priority after God. Number 18. Even the strong needs a hug daily. What does that say to us? Give each other a hug daily. Give each other a hug daily. You know, husband and wife, hug is not this one. No. So how are you? Hug is a beer hug. Full-blown hug. I don't know. Some of you look like they've not hugged you like in ages. Forgive us that didn't hug you. After now, they'll pay back the hug. Amen. They didn't know. 
Hog is very medicinal. But I'm not a doctor today. I'm just my husband's wife. <laughs> Number 19. Listen, listen, listen to each other. That's how I wrote it here. Listen, listen, listen to each other. Never assume you know. Assumption has killed many marriages. Never assume that you know what your husband is trying to say, what your wife is trying to say, or what. No, listen, listen, and listen. If you can sit through a counseling listening to trash, okay, I'm sorry, it's not trash. Okay, listening to things that people that don't mean more to your spouse say, why can't you listen to the one that is your closest responsibility? Am I communicating? Oh, because sometimes, okay, let me tell you why I said trash. Sometimes people that come to tell us, come for counseling. They start telling stories of how they left their house as they were coming. And then they keke. And they're like, seriously? Is that why you came here? Ma, can you get to the point where you, you will not say that because you want to be a good uh, pastor. Amen? You listen to all that. When it comes to your wife or your husband. My friend, do fast. I'm, I don't do that. I'm, I'm going somewhere. Do, do fast. Do fast. No. Listen. 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 Never assume you know. Number 20. Serve each other gladly. Serve each other gladly. One of my greatest excitement is serving my husband. I don't ever want to get tired of it. Even when my body is tired and he can see I'm tired, he wants to, I say, honey, don't worry. I enjoy it. Serve each other gladly. Don't see serving your husband as a punishment. Why would it be a punishment? Serve. Even if it's water, even if it's handkerchief, even if it's preparing food. Don't say, ah, my friend, I beg, John, am I a house girl? Before I go, what are you? Not a house girl. He's girl, man's girl. Housewoman. Amen? And enjoy it. Don't wish you were not serving. There are people who, who organize themselves out of their marital home. They don't know how to go back again. Yes. Am I communicating? Serve each other gladly and finally, which is not the last, make room for little surprises. Make room for little surprises. Surprise each other. I told you my list has increased. You know, but the Holy Spirit asked me, and my husband gave me the permission to share with you today. I pray that with these few points of mine, I've been able to persuade you that building and maintaining a healthy marriage is worth it and is possible. God bless you in Jesus' name. Please help me celebrate my honorable husband and our father and pastor for the privilege to, to say something. Thank you, sir. Glory, hallelujah. We are so glad that God's word from the mouth of God's servant has blessed you with wisdom, grace, and faith for a better life. We urge you to get more of God's words today because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. To get more messages from God's servant, please visit the Full Life Bible House on Sekagadwak Avenue, Uyo, Akwaibom State, Nigeria, or any branch of Full Life Christian Center nationwide. You can also place your orders online as you visit our website, www.fulllifefoundation.org. God bless you.